There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Recent trials of a new weight loss drug that it's hoped will combat obesity have exceeded expectations. The research was published in the Lancet Medical Journal and it found that the drug resulted in weight loss of more than 10% in people living with obesity. It's called Cagrilintide. And Professor Carol LaRue, who's a consultant at St. Vincent's Hospital, is co-author of the research. Professor LaRue, good morning and welcome to the programme. Thank you. I hope I've got that pronunciation right, Cangrelintide. Spot on, spot on. <laughs> now, I believe, Professor, it mimics something from the pancreas to allow fat to be digested better. Or am I totally wrong? No, so generally when you've eaten food, you feel more satisfied and you can stop, you know, your meal. The problem is um, in people living with obesity, that's the signal isn't strong enough. So when they eat food, they don't feel satisfied and they will have to eat a little bit more until they feel full. Now, all that this drug does is it just mimics this normal process. Um, and it works on the part of the brain that has the disease of obesity. So for the first time, what we're able to do is actually treat this as a disease. And that makes all the difference. So, and that's been talked about for quite some time, that when you are obese and, and you simply cannot control your weight, we, we accept this to be an illness. And we're treating it now with, with a drug. And the That's results, right. and the results even, are spectacular, I believe. Well, and um, the reason is that for the first time, we actually are trying to work out where in the brain the problem lies. And the problem doesn't lie on the outside of the brain that you and I use for thinking. Um, and therefore, none of us can think ourselves less hungry or think ourselves more full. But it sits in the middle part of the brain that we can't control by thinking. But now what we can do is use the natural signals how the gut talks to the brain and enhance that so that people naturally feel more satisfied. And it's amazing when patients have these drugs because they come back and they say, you know, this is amazing because I'm just not feeling hungry. I'm feeling satisfied. I'm enjoying the food I'm eating. I'm eating less, um, but I'm just getting on with the rest of my life. This is what normal must feel like. I'm thinking as a, of a parallel here, Professor, where if someone suffers from severe depression or anxiety, yeah. you, you give them a drug and that whatever chemical 
difficulty there is which is causing them to feel that way is altered by the drug. So if someone cannot stop eating because they don't feel full, that too is a chemical problem. So you're fixing the chemical problem. That's exactly right. And, you know, another good example is high blood pressure because high blood pressure is often caused by a problem in the kidney. And when we give a really good drug that changes the chemicals in the kidney, the blood pressure comes under control. And it's easy for people to do that. You know, they don't have to try very hard or be very motivated to get their blood pressure under control. And the chemicals in the kidneys do the job. And in the same way now that we know that obesity is a disease of this middle part of the brain, we now have the treatments that can address this. The problem is that obesity is probably not one disease. So one drug is not going to solve all of the problems. Mm. Um, so it's going to work for a significant number of people and have a great effect. But there'll be other people who are just as motivated or just as intelligent where it won't work. Yeah. Um, and then we need more than one treatment. So we need good nutritional therapies, you yeah. know, exercise therapies, medication, and also surgical therapies. Yeah, yeah. Like some people eat too much when they get depressed. So you've got the two rolled into one there. And then as a result of trauma, we have this comfort eating thing where people who've had trauma in their lives, they, they comfort eat. Is that the same? Is, is that the same field or is it different? So what we see when people have depression, um, some people do comfort eat and other people don't. Um, and what we're now working out is that if you have two diseases, for example, you have clinical depression and you have obesity, then you are far more likely to go off and comfort eat. Now, if we treat the disease of obesity, we do not make depression any better. And if we treat depression, we don't make obesity any better. So it means that we have to treat both. Uh, we need to treat both depression and obesity at the same time. Now, again, another parallel is we do that to prevent heart attacks. So sometimes people have high blood pressure and they have high cholesterol. And what we do is we treat both of those things. And by doing it properly, we are making people live longer and also make them live better. Now, I understand that at the moment, at least if I'm reading it correctly, cagrillantide uh, is an injection. Who is it aimed at? Is it aimed at the person who has severe to morbid obesity or could we see a point where people who just want to shift a few stone for their general health or well-being, will they be able to get it? Yeah. So we are aiming these treatments not at weight loss, but at health gain. So those people who are at highest risk of having the complications of obesity, for example, people who have type 2 diabetes or people who have um, subfertility, they can't fall pregnant because of their weight or people who um, are at very high risk of cancer because of their obesity. So those type of um, uh, problems, we can hopefully prevent or at least reduce the risk dramatically. So these drugs are not going to make you thin and these drugs are not going to make you happy. But what they will do is they will make you healthier and more functional. And it's really the functionality. It's sort of people come to us and they say, you know, I can't play with my children or my grandchildren or I can't go out with my friends. And if we can improve that, it really improves their quality of life. So it would be for, for, for people who would be classed probably as severe to morbidly obese. 
It doesn't really matter how big you are, because right. some people, you know, who are not very big um, may have um, a high risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Yes, yes. So, um, it's, so it's about percentage weight loss. So if we can get to what's called double-digit weight loss, so more than 10% weight loss, then we can reduce the risk of diabetes by 90%. Or even oh. people who have diabetes, we can turn the clock back and put their diabetes into remission. So that's the, that's the most sensitive of all the complications but the same is true for sleep apnea people who snore at night yes. who stop breathing or people who have heart attacks or at risk of heart attacks or people who have subfertility um you know so there's lots of complications there's more than 210 complications right. of obesity so, and, so, and my job is to actually make those less so what i'm thinking here is professor Lulu, that someone who would be told that you have a heart condition or you have a possibility of diabetes or you have this, you need to lose weight and you need to lose weight for medical reasons that they may well be eligible for this drug. Correct. Absolutely. And, um, but, you know, all the new drugs are very expensive. Yeah. Um, and the, the government, you know, uh, can't afford, you know, to, to treat everybody. Like is this, more is this one expensive people at the moment? Yes, this will be expensive and the, the price is not out yet. Um, but so what we, where we will start are with those people who would benefit most. Um, but of course, drugs become cheaper as time goes on because they come off patent. Um, and very soon we will be able to treat more people. But it is, it's sort of on a needs basis. So let's start with those patients that would benefit most and let's try to um, also convince the government that it's cost effective for them to treat these patients um, and therefore not only make, as I said, make them live longer, but also make them live better yeah. and reduce their overall cost to the economy in the long term. Yeah. Professor, people often ask the question, what is the threshold for obesity? As in, at what point is the average person deemed obese? Like, people are coming all sorts of, of shapes and sizes. Is mm. BMI still the calculation or, or have we gone past that now? Yeah, we have tried to move on from BMI. And the reason is because all that body mass index um, does is it tells you how much you weigh for how tall you are. Yeah. So it doesn't say to you, so if somebody is, you know, six foot and they weigh, you know, 15 or 16 stone, um, that doesn't tell you if it's muscle or if it's fat. And it doesn't even tell you where the fat sits, if it sits under the skin or around the organs inside. Now, the worst place for fat to sit is around the organs. So if you have a beard, a belly, um, or a bit of a tummy, that's far more hazardous than if you carry a lot of weight around your hips. But um, that's why we want to walk, you know, move away from body mass index. Um, yeah. But so the way we are defining obesity now is saying that it's excess adipose tissue, so too much fat that causes a deterioration in health. So if the, the too much fat makes you sick, then you have the disease of obesity. Now that what makes you sick may be diabetes, it may be psychological problems, yeah. it may be knee trouble. So that's why it's important to go to your doctor and yeah. to say to your doctor, please help me, you know, do I have the disease of obesity and can you help me with either nutritional I therapy see. or a pharmacotherapy or a surgical therapy? This comes back actually to a person who was on the program with me yesterday uh, talking about 
obesity or talking more or less about people's different sizes like you you, yeah. you can be overweight and still quite healthy you can be large and still very healthy and we shouldn't we shouldn't forget that yeah absolutely and um you know so it's not about how much you weigh it's about do you have too much fat and does that fat make you sick that's what we have to focus on. And of course, if we treat the disease of obesity, then what happens? Um, people naturally lose the amount of fat. Now, in the old days, we genuinely thought that overeating caused obesity. But now the new science has shown we were completely wrong. It's actually the disease of obesity that causes people to overeat. And if we treat this disease, then people naturally eat less. So the reason why people often don't come for treatment is they think that they have to go on a terrible diet that they're not going to like, you know, and it's going to be very hard. And, you know, they've tried it so many times and it hasn't worked. But now we have better treatments. And if we are successful, then people come back and say, this is so easy. You know, I'm just eating less food because I'm less hungry. I'm enjoying my food. And, you know, life is better. A pleasure speaking with you on the opinion line. That's Professor Carol LaRue, who is a consultant in St. Vincent Hospital in Dublin, a specialist in obesity. The new drug, I'll try the name again. It's a tough one, Cagrillantide. Cagrillantide. Spectacular results, and uh, that's a game changer. But it, it, what takes me more about what he's saying is that we now recognize fully that obesity is actually an illness, not a decision, not a choice, not you're being lazy and you eat too much. Obesity is an illness. Quartz 96 FM. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.